Have you ever been blind to something that's going on in your life? Whether it's a person, whether it's a situation, whether it's something that you are just walking through right now and then once you get to the very end of it, you kind of realize, whoa, I got that totally wrong and I've been completely oblivious to something now seemingly pretty obvious. That's sort of what we're going to talk about today. We're diving into 2 Kings chapter 6, uh, verses 8 to verses 23. If it's your first time, welcome to Quiver Podcast. My name is Matthew Thompson. Really simply, I've set myself the challenge of reading through a bit of the Bible every single day and, oh, we voice crack there, love it, and sharing a small quick devotional with you guys and um, providing a little podcast that we can do some guided prayer. It's basically for designed for busy commuters, um, but everyone's welcome to get that wee bit of prayer time in, get a wee bit of a Bible reading in and just reflect about a piece of God's word. So we're going to jump straight in. I read the passage first and then share some thoughts and I read from the NLT version. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Armenians are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, Which one of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet of Israel, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your own bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. The report came back. Elisha's at Dotham. So, one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than there are on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, Open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramean army advanced towards him, Elisha prayed, prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, You've come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me and I'll take you to the man that you're looking for. And then he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they soon discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, My father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? Of course not, Elisha replied. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. All right, so here's some quick thoughts on the passage. Tripping all of my words here today, sorry about that, but sure. That's just 
that's just the the name of the game sometimes isn't it for me this passage is all about blindness and like any good little devo there's kind of three types of blindness standard the first one is the blindness of elisha's servant the second is the blindness of the army and army themselves and then finally and maybe a little bit more subtly the blindness of the israelite king so as we read through the passage if you want to read through it again in your own time and you want to go back and listen to it uh or just as we get to this devo i want us to kind of ask which of these types of blindness do we most identify with so the first one like i was saying was the blindness of elisha's servant and this is a really really awesome awesome picture you have this servant who's just freaking out because all he saw was the enemy he didn't see that there was a vast army on his side and you know we can totally be like that we can see the trials in our lives we can see the difficulties and the hurdles and the obstacles maybe even our enemies depending on what situation you find yourself in and we can completely fail to neglect who we have on our side we fail to see that actually god has a massive massive army behind us and frankly we underestimate god's backing in our own lives understandably i mean we've all been there but this was just really encouraging for me this morning just be like whoa like i'm a young man you know (laughs) i freak out too and just a it was a great, great reminder just to ask you know lord let me actually see things the way that you see them even though i'm in a really difficult situation you know what's the what's the odds really like here and I'm, I'm going to trust you and i'm going to see that actually you're on my side and that's a big literally a game changer second blindness was the blindness of the army and army so this army super super quick to follow orders without really even considering who was given them or what their motives were it wasn't long before that sort of rule following led them to being taken drastically off course and actually right into the middle of danger. I want to say this very sensitively and I want to make sure I communicate this properly. But I want to ask the question, do we blindly follow those who are over us? Now, I'm all about honoring leadership. I'm all about getting behind that and and serving the vision and pushing it forward. But I have just been... I don't know what it, what it's been recently. I've just been thinking loads and loads and seeing time and time again of just people being led astray by their leadership. And, you know, it's so it's so easy to, to kind of think when you see situations like that, oh my goodness, like how could those people ever fall for that or how could that ever happen? But the reality is, like, it starts with the small stuff. And we need to be honoring, we need to be fearful, we need to be loving of the leadership in our lives whether it's in a secular or a spiritual context, but there needs to be a level of shrewdness. Now, for all you rebels out there, myself included, you know, we can take that to the extreme and we can then just become an absolute pain to lead. But I just felt like I wanted to share that today. You know, are we being blind to any areas in our lives of what uh, our leadership is telling us? And is there any type of, um, anything CD going on? It's not an excuse to pick fights. It's not not an excuse to start a revolution in your church or in your business or whatever it is. But just an encouragement and a reminder today not to be blind, not to be completely blind to the people who are over us. Yeah, I'll probably leave that there. The third and final one is the blindness of the king of Israel. Now, this king, he just had war on his mind. He didn't seem to care about the morality. 
Elisha, he actually saw the opportunity, the opportunity to express humanity and love for their enemies, which is really, really powerful. I suppose for us, you know, this king, he just wanted to kill them because they were vulnerable and they were there. You know, Elisha steps in, oh no, but they're prisoners of war and so on. I suppose for us, you could just ask and say, are we so focused on our objective or our goal that we actually lose sight of the people involved? He wanted his goal, he wanted his victory so badly that he was prepared to do it really at any expense. And it was at the expense of the, his honor, at the expense of his reputation, and at the expense of these men's lives. For us, I don't think many of us are dealing with things on that sort of level, but we definitely deal with these things. You know, the goal that we have, even if it's a holy goal, actually, especially if it's a righteous God-given goal, I know in my life, time and time again, I've been so focused on the goal that I've neglected the people who are involved. You know, maybe you're a family man or a family woman and you're chasing after that thing. You're chasing after that new business idea, but you're being blind to the fact that you're neglecting your family along the way. I could go on and on with examples, but you get the point. So as we move into our time of prayer, let's just be quick to ask, just like Elisha did, Oh Lord, open my eyes and let me see. Ladies and gents, it is time for guided prayer. This is an opportunity where I just put seven minutes on the clock for us to spend um, with God. You know, we live busy lives. We are flying around the place all the time. And it's really, really crucial and so nice actually just to take seven minutes out of your busy day and just reflect on the goodness of God, reflect on what he's done for us, present our needs before him and also hear from him today. So, put these three seven minutes on here. There's four sections, and uh, I'll basically walk you through each of them. It's basically to help us kind of stay on, on track. I know if I was out in my car or out for a run, and there was just seven minutes of silence, I would just end up daydreaming and get distracted. So, they're kind of just little gentle prompts just to keep bringing you back uh, to your prayers and, and to your, your thoughts on God. So, here we go. The first section is praise. Really simply, it's just an opportunity for us just to be thankful and express gratitude in our lives for the things that God has blessed us with. Simple as that.
So the second section is requests. Basically an opportunity for us just to ask God and present our, ask God for the things that we need and uh, present our needs before him. So I always encourage people, you know, whether you want to speak these things out loud, whether you want to write them down, whether you want to just, you know, think about them, whatever it is, here's an opportunity for us to ask our Heavenly Father what it is we we actually need. Could be something big, could be something small, could be something vague, could be something specific. Whatever it is, here's an opportunity just to do that now. The third section is one called actions. What is it, Lord, that you want us to do today? Simply as that. It's an opportunity for God to speak into our to-do lists and into our calendar today. Whether it's to call somebody, whether it's to go somewhere, or whether it's to do something. You know, here's an opportunity to actually receive what God would like us to do today. As opposed to just moving on autopilot and just working through our day. So I'm going to give us slightly longer in this last section today. Um, it's a section called yearn. It's basically all about what is it that our hearts are yearning for today? What is it that we really need to hear from God? How do we need to be encouraged? How do we need to be loved? How do we need to be challenged? You know, what word do we need to hear? And I just want us to really like create a space to allow God to speak that very specific thing into our lives today. And especially relating it back to the passage and what we talked about today. Here's just an opportunity to really allow God to speak directly into our lives.
So, Father, thank you very much for this morning. Thank you very much for this whole topic of blindness. And, you know, the beautiful thing about when it comes to you and blindness is the fact that you want to open our eyes. It's the fact that you want to help us see. It's the fact that you want to illuminate light into the dark places of our lives and, you know, even just reveal the blind spots that we have. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll do so. You'll do it directly through speaking to us. You'll do it through the people in our lives. You'll do it through... um you know <laughs> whether it's songs whether it's sermons whether it's podcasts we listen to you know i just pray that there'll be this real significant opening of our eyes um today and over the next week lord it's just really, really on my heart it's just you know so many of us it's not even necessarily blindness it's like we've got our head down and we're just walking along and we're missing everything that's around us we're missing the mountains we're missing all those armies that you have all those plans that you have for us, all the ways you want to support us, all the ways you want to fight for us, all the ways that we're maybe walking in the wrong direction because our head's down and we're not looking at where we're going. So Lord, lift our heads up. You know, just think of that lovely Psalm 121. You know, we lift our eyes up to the hills. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So Lord, let us lift up our eyes. Let us fix them on you today. And Jesus, I just pray that you'll guide us into really incredible things that you would have us to do today. Thanks for every single person listening. And Lord, I just pray that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, legendary, thank you very much for tuning in. I got up on the wrong side of bed this morning. I'm a wee bit tired. So hopefully this is still something uh, that is of use to you. And really looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Um, if you'd like to submit a show, submit a show, what am I saying? <laughs> submit a question to the show, you can do so on the Anchor app uh, or you can just tweet me. I think my Twitter name is at Matthew T. Belfast. And yeah, we'd love to hear some feedback. If you're listening to the show on iTunes and you haven't done already, um, a wee quick review would help other people find it. And other than that, I just hope you really enjoy your day. Honestly, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this and I think it's really important. I've seen my life just radically transform by um, taking times like this and getting into a rhythm and getting into a routine of just spending a wee bit of time, even if it's just a wee bit of time uh, with God daily. And, you know, I encourage you just to keep on persevering. I don't care if it's if it's with me or with by yourself or on a different podcast or with a different book. Just keep this, this little discipline, this habit up because it's going to make all the difference. All right. Cheers. See you tomorrow.